Welcome to the Courtney Turner Podcast. I'm here today with Jim Price. We are at Mike Lindell's Election Crime Summit event, and it has been very interesting. What do you think of it? Well, absolutely. It's, it's, it's nice to see that we have this many people who are willing to participate and bring their money, bring their time, bring their equipment, bring their entourage of people here and say, listen, I want to see how we can get our country back and have a, a transparent election that doesn't cause us to ca- uh, pause and go, God, I wonder why we, uh, what, well, what, uh, wait, what about voter registrations? What about this? And this is a great time to be able to meet with other people that feel like we do that say, hey, we want, we want clarity. Mm-hmm. We want our, our elections to say, you know what, we know exactly who won because they are so transparent, so forthright with information. We could never hesitate to believe that there could be really that much wrong. And we understand there's going to be human error. But when we have people like the, the Georgia governor saying, Georgia has perfect elections. Well, between Jesus and the perfect elections, that's the only two perfect things we've ever had in the history of man on, on earth. But yet he's trying to convince us that elections are safe and, and fair and all that. No, it's an absolute lie. Interestingly, we've never seen either. No. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> we haven't seen them both at the same time, right? Yeah, I was like, it's, it's a funny deal that we have that going on where we have people out there gaslighting us to make us believe that these are amazing elections, that we should just be, oh, thank you for bothering to let us you know, have our, you know, our voice heard. And in reality, we should be demanding for that clarification and make sure that we are the right people that say no more, not today, Satan. This is our election. We will have who we want in office as a public servant, but Mm -hmm. not as a elected leader, but as an elected servant. And that's the difference between democracy and republic. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Although they like to tell us that we're a democracy and that we Uh, uh, we are that the elections are a democratic process. That's right, what they tell right. us. Right, Yeah, we mo- notice that they keep using the word democracy or democratic, democratic mm-hmm. democracy. When I, again, like I said, I looked up on the internet, I wanted to make sure, I looked up in what democracy meant and what republic meant. Uh-huh. And the only difference between the two definitions was really one word. One said elected leaders, uh-huh. one said elected servants. Hmm, it's so democracy. Yeah, democracy says we have elected leaders, which means we have to do as they say. You know, yes. I have elected servants because the Constitution limits the government, but never limits me. Right. Well, when translated, uh, democracy means mob rule. So. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and think about what mob rule means. It really doesn't mean that they're taking other people's opinions into account. What they're really doing is just if they can get the mob to go in one direction, then that's the direction the mob yeah. goes. Not whether they've made that decision, but they can be corralled or coerced to go that direction. Uh, we haven't seen anything like that with propaganda or... Yeah, yeah. when they gaslight us and say, oh, you know, if you talk about elections, we're going to arrest you. And that's what this whole Trump thing is about. Yeah. Georgia's uh, election integrity case against him is about the fact that he said that he's looking for 11,000 votes. I'm going to commit a felony on your show. I'm looking for 11,000 votes. I'm looking for 11,000 votes. I'm looking for 11, I did three, four, that's four felonies on your show just then, according to the Georgia DA. And that's what they're trying to say that they're going to go after Trump for. But in reality, I think that they have set themselves up for one of the greatest bear traps, boomerang effects, because they've overpursued and they're showing how they really mm. cannot help themselves but to go after their enemies. And this is exposing their weaknesses. And when you say you think they've set themselves up for a boomerang trap, what what do you think will come back at them? Well, because, see, they're pursuing him so hard. They're forgetting about the unintended consequences Mm -hmm. of an action, right? Right. And so there's a part of our brain that we don't realize it's actually, you know, developed during the, you know, your younger years between the ages of three to five and six is that you start understanding cause and effect. If I do this, 
this happens. If I do that, that happens. If I you know, break this, then I get in this trouble. Well, they don't seem to have that recollection of understanding that things that they do will cause a boomerang effect back to them. So them coming after Trump saying, well, I think you're they a think bad they're guy. they're immune to any consequences, right? right? They're, they're the predator class. They can do whatever they want. Rule but for me, not for me. Don't we have uh, discovery? Don't we have don't we have the be able to go in the going to do depositions? Don't we have the ability to go in and subpoena information, subpoena phone records, subpoena emails, all these mm-hmm. different things? But remember, his level of subpoena goes way beyond what the average citizen would because why? He was the president. And the president allows him access to information that the average man would have not known about or yeah. been able to access in that court case. Right. So this is all going to come back and eat them alive. He is now going to be put in control. And on Monday, when he goes out and that, that we see he's going to do, we have this event going on, but then on Monday, he's going to go out and release that interview that yeah. he's wanting to do on, from Bettmister in New Jersey on Monday. It's going to be fantastic to see what he really brings out. And again, I think most of this is not really the actual Thor hammer answer, but it's actually more it's of the a, truth. It's the yeah, truth, but they're gonna, <laughs> they're gonna, there you go. Yeah. So they're, they're, it's gonna come back. It's gonna come back because they are gonna, he's gonna be in ultimate control and it's gonna show off their hand and how hard they over pursued him. Yeah. I think this is a great time to be alive. Well, it's definitely exciting times for yes, sure. Absolutely. Um, yeah, that, that's interesting. I mean, I, I've seen people on Twitter saying, like, putting up polls. Like if I don't actually think they're going to put him in jail, but right. they keep saying if if he were to be in jail, would you still vote for him? And a lot of people said even more so. Yeah, yeah. I think he. I think they're missing that idea that there's a lot of street cred that he's getting. Yeah. See, a lot of people looked at him as a businessman that was untouchable, but now this guy is going into his third arrest, uh-huh. and suddenly there's a lot of guys out there that may or may not have been through the system and like, hey, man. He's one of us, you know. Right. Like maybe it ain't so bad, you know. If he's willing to go to the jail for us, and maybe, maybe we should be willing to support him as well. And so, this is again that another boomerang effect. That again, yeah. they thought that this was going to tear him down and make him weaker, but in reality, it's making him stronger. His yeah. polls are rising. His popularity is rising. In fact, he's actually becoming more of a machine that's unstoppable than most right. anything else. I, I think it's really interesting because, it, I, you know. On both sides, with the people who want to demonize him as well as, you know, the people who want to exploit him talk about him being such a raging narcissist. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's really interesting because in a lot of ways, I, I, I do agree. I think there's elements of truth to that. Mm-hmm. But it's part of why, like, so much of this fuels him. Right. Otherwise, he'd be totally torn down. Yeah. Well, you got to remember, though, I think your biggest problem with Trump and most everybody that has a problem with him is because he acts like dad. Mm-hmm. See, Dad is really good about raising My and rearing children. My personal biggest problem is that he wants to take no accountability, or rather, he wants to brag about Operation Warpsy. That's my personal right. major issue with him right now. But yes, the Dad Well, thing. remember, there's a lot of normies out there who believe that getting that shot to them as fast as possible is actually a feather in his cap. Yes. There's a lot of people that could not wait for that government chemical. They were there in lines for hours to make sure that government chemical was in their body as fast uh, as they could. So remember, he's actually has a cheering section when he says that. Not maybe the you or I that says, hey, the government chemicals, the chemicals not for me, but imagine those that desired, mm. desired that safety, desired that government chemical. They could not live without it. And think about those that even went back and got one, two, three, five, six, eight shots right. because they kept getting the boosters because they kept telling him to. Those people think that that is worth standing ovation for, right? So in reality, how can you fault him by not saying something to a faction that really believes that that was a great thing? Yeah, I well, if you're just talking about strategy, but uh, yeah, 
Isn't I think this all strategy? Some, <laughs> but doesn't there have to be some like moral culpability and like some accountability? And, well, uh, if people want to be taken advantage of and they are seeking out a something that could be harmful to them uh, and you are in the way, uh, if you take yourself out of the way, are you the fault for their decision? Or are you letting them make their decision, right? So that's why, if you understand that you gotta, you gotta have all the American people you have to represent, not just the ones that you want to vote right, for you. Sure. Yeah, so yeah. he actually, there's a lot of that. But now remember, I or you or uh-huh. or you, you know, the other people, they're only as good as the information given to them, right? right? So his advisors, you can imagine, he's got these layers of people around him that really what bothers to get all the way to him may not be all the truth. And I know that he had a meeting not too long ago that he did not know. He did not know that ivermectin and HCQ was actually demonized the way it was because it was not information that was given to him. Right. And so the problem is, is yes, he knew about these things. He understood these things, but then he moved on. You know, he had... uh, He had... He admitted he doesn't read the documents. So, I mean, I don't think he knows what was in... I can't say that, you know, for certain, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. you know, it, it would be a pretty, like, good conjecture to say he has right. no idea what was in those documents. Oh, yeah. So, I, again, I don't, I don't know his thoughts. I don't know the man. Yeah, sure. But observationally, you know, when we look at what he has done, mm-hmm. I have to take it with a grain of salt that there are things that he understands or knows that I can't begin to understand. Sure. I know that there was two EMPs that they were able to find, and they just found a third one in Houston that uh-huh. was one of, was part of the weapons they wanted to use against the American people if Trump did not maintain hmm. his line and, and stay out of, you know, too much politics. Right. Um, I know that those kind of things were happening, and those, those things are So I know he's had life threats on him. I've had all kinds of stuff. So I don't know all the stuff about it, but here's the thing. At the end of the day, we know that if we can see the majority of what he's doing is for the majority of us, that Mm -hmm. he's trying to make America free, he's trying to bring Mm -hmm. back liberties, then I have to give him that latitude to do his job. And when let's go back to the idea, well, I always think of, I always see that people have a problem with Trump because he's dad. Right, right. Because dad is the one they'll tell you no or go, what are you doing? Wait, that's the stupidest thing. Why are you doing that? Mom is like, oh, it's okay. And so moms nurture and do those things. Yeah, but dad tends to tell you, go do what you're supposed to. Get this done. We're going to go here. This is how we're going to do it. We're going to the grocery store. We're going to go here. And so he, ha- he tends to take us in directions where there's a lot of people who have never been told no in their life. Sure. There's a lot of these purple hair, you know, pink hat wearing women and men out there. They're all soy boys and stuff that yeah. have never really been told no in life. And that's sure. why they got all this metal on their face and tattoos everywhere. And they look ridiculous because they're looking for attention or for someone to say, why are you doing that? They're looking, but, they're pushing boundaries right. to, to see if anybody will push back. Right. And so now dad, Trump, bothers to say, you know what? We're not going to do this, or yes, we're going to do that. And they're going, how dare you tell me what to do? How we, well, Nobody tells me what to do. And it's like, well, you're just a spoiled brat. Right. So Because no one ever bothered to tell you no. No one ever meant to be discerning with you and cause you to hesitate. Here's the thing with dads. Mm-hmm. When dad tells you no, yeah. it causes you to stop. And then you have to recalculate, okay, if I still want to do this, Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to find a better way to ask or do this so I don't have to hear no from him again. So that's discernment. That's us going and changing our decision-making processes, right? So again, when dad tells you yes or no, you're like, oh, wait, uh." so it's a learning process. Mom is always the, are you okay? Did you hurt yourself? All these things. And they don't really tend to have that, don't do that, or what are you doing? Mm -hmm. Or, hey, let's build you a ramp so your bike can fly higher. You know, it's... (laughs) You know, dad wants you to see if you can take those risks and he wants to see you be successful, but he also wants you to 
kind of stop for a second and make better decisions and make them on your own. So I may I'll give you the opportunity to do something stupid. Yeah. That doesn't mean you have to do it. Right. Right. right? So sure. I can give you a government chemical you can put in your body, but you don't have to do it. That discernment becomes, that's in your own heart. Yeah. Right? Because we have free will. Yeah. yeah absolutely. So I, I think that's a great time. I wanted to talk about the social security numbers right. and uh, yeah. how they basically make us not only treat us like cattle, but that they actually kind of brand us. And Absolutely. It, I, and I know a lot of people, are, we were just talking about this, I know a lot of people are starting to have an awareness of this. Right. And they're going through routes of, you know, I've heard different terms, but like the sovereign man right. or the sovereign nationals. or And right. a lot of people have gotten themselves into huge messes and yes. major uh, kerfuffles. So, right. yeah, can we clear up some of these misconceptions? Okay. So, okay, here's the thing. And if we all stop for a second and yeah. understand, you can go back in your own history. In 1871, after, after Lincoln was assassinated because he put us into the Federalist model that went after the Southern states to say, you will do as I tell you or I'll come and attack you because they were looking for better representation for the fact that their industrial machine of the South was feeding the industrial machine of the North, but they didn't feel like they had a dog in the fight, right? So this is, again, what we had the Declaration of Independence about, right? And we had to redress our grievances with an overburdensome government. Yes. Well, when... The usurpations. Right, right. Yep. So these are things that we have to take care of, and we should sometimes go back and reinvent the government, meaning restart it. Mm -hmm. Start not to, that we throw it out, but okay. that we restart afresh. Mm -hmm. And so Lincoln put us in the Federalist model, the top-down Uncle Sam effect. Yep. General Grant comes in because he is now the president because they executed him because uh, Lincoln, because they didn't want him around. He was mm -hmm. a problem because of the gold back, or not the gold back, but the... Remember the uh, greenback dollars? Yeah. Okay, the greenbacks? Well, that was a gold-backed currency that yeah. Lincoln brought in. Yeah. People didn't realize during the Civil War and all those times, you actually follow where he brought in a gold-backed currency. Mm. But because of that's why they actually executed him. And we didn't fight the Civil War because of color or because of slavery. We w vote. We went into the Civil War because of individual state rights. Now, why did I say all that? Because I need to know the history of how we really got here. In 1871, General Grant was a part of the Corporation of America, which mm -hmm. was an agreement between the Bank of London and the Vatican. Mm -hmm. And in between these three figureheads, they decided that they were going to create a new way of dealing things mm -hmm. with strict maritime corporate law. The Organic Act. Right. Yeah. So these are the things that we do in a certain way. And why do we do it? Well, this way that everybody does this, but it's a uniformity across the globe. It's called a cool, cool kid club, cool kid, cool kids <laughs> cool kid club, club, right? So, as we know, the Corporation of America started. Well, then we started to see how this is corporate law, but corporate law only deals in assets. Mm -hmm. Corporate law does not care about whether you're having a baby or whether your horse is lame or you're going to have put crops in the field. Corporate law says this is how we do business on each other, and this is how we do this and we do that. But what they did was, is when the corporate entity of America was created, they had to have an asset. Mm -hmm. Well, what was the asset? Well, everybody's got land. Everybody has a continent. Everybody got water. But what is the other thing that's a variable? The human being. So as we go into Jekyll Island and we understand what happened in 1913 and 1933, yeah. we start seeing us going off of the gold standard and going to a fiat currency, a silver-backed coin, which then, or a dollar, which then was abolished by Jimmy Carter mm -hmm. to go to the petrodollar. And that's why from 1971 to 73, we had a very volatile economy because we didn't know what the value of our currency really was. Right. 
That's why gas was on shortage. That's why people were on Was it Carter or Nixon? I Carter. Well, okay. it started with Nixon, yeah. but Carter finished Under it. the guidance of Kissinger. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, okay. yeah, Kissinger's the whole way. He's a yeah. dirtbag the whole way. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's go back to the original Corporation of America, 1871. Yeah. Okay. What happened was is then you become an asset to the government. Right. And so then back then, they really didn't have a real good way of tracking about whom, how many Americans were here or how many Americans weren't. Yeah. But when the Federal Reserve came in and said, listen, we're going to work with you guys in the government to give you a currency that's stable, that's uniform across the country. Because even during the Civil War, individual counties, individual banks, and individual states had their own currency, mm -hmm. meaning that they were trading in their own made-up pieces of paper to transact between people or in town so people didn't have to carry silver and gold around. Right. So this whole thing of normalizing currency and this and that started coming in. Now, once we actually normalized the relationship with the Federal Reserve, which is a privately held corporation mm -hmm. owned by a board of trustees and all this other stuff. Look it up. It's actually really disgusting. Yeah. Um, Read G. Everett Griffin's book, like yeah. The Creature from Jekyll Island. Oh, absolutely. Or Anthony Sutton wrote a really short one that also sums it up really well. Yeah. And Jekyll Island is an island off of the, uh, the Georgia coast. I always thought it was somewhere in the off the eastern coast, but it was actually in uh, southern Georgia that had this meeting. And, and actually what was really amazing is some of the families that were part of the Federal Reserve that were controlling this, yeah. they sent representatives because they were far too busy to spend time <laughs> to take over the financial system of our world uh -huh. with the fiat currency. They, they sent, couldn't bother themselves. They sent the liaison. Oh, yeah, John, go down there and take care of whatever it was, right? We're just going to rob the entire world. Right. But, you know, we're not going to go ourselves. Yeah, we're not going to put forth the effort. We'll let you do it, right? You be the, you be the, the tip of the spear. So they had ambassadors go for them. Well, the sad part of this is, is that as... As a crime is going on, people get more brash and get more bold and they become more consumed. They consume more, right? They, yeah. As they continue the crime, it gets worse and worse. And now we're finding out after all this time that uh, they have absolutely liquidated the value of the, of the uh, currency in America to Petro, but now we know the BRICS nations are going to go do their own thing. Mm -hmm. Back to the Corporation of America, what they did was your birth certificate, which initially up until a long time, until just a short time ago, was really just a document that was really kind of lazily written. The doctor signed it, the nurse signed it, and it wasn't really a document to be tracked, but they knew that they had, through census, so many, or so many employees, oops, mm -hmm. I Freudian slipped there, <laughs> so many human beings in America, mm -hmm. well, they could then find out that the Federal Reserve said, well, you know what you could do is you could loan against the people you have. Well, and the government's like, well, I can. Well, but I've, how do I track that? Well, if you get real good with census or maybe some other type of documentation, maybe if you were to issue stocks or something like, oh, wait, how about a birth certificate? And actually on our birth certificate, on the front and the back of our birth certificate, you'll find a stock number. And actually, and, and a lot of people, depending on the state, sometimes it's on, there's one at the top corner and there's one at the bottom corner. Depending on which state you're in, depends on where they put the serial number, which is the stock number to you. But then what do they want you to do after that? Remember the whole, uh, remember that whole thing about Social Security and we're going to help the seniors and all that good stuff? Oh, yeah. But if you want to be able to say that you're going to be a part of that, we need to give you a special number so you can go access this special money we're going to keep you for your retirement. Right. But then that gave you the Social Security number. Right. But then on that Social Security number is also another stock. But on the back of it is another stock number. So in reality, if you really start going down into the secure party creditor or the sovereign understanding of who you are as an individual, you'll find out that the stock numbers you have are worth somewhere, depending on what you're looking at, for a few million 
to up over billions of dollars of value in you alone. And this is where the IMF, the International Monetary Fund, loans money to corporations, countries, against you, the, the product, the chattel, and then they borrow that money. That's why we have a credit rating, because we can then borrow against you guys, and then they go out and they perform wars and other things around the globe. So you are nothing more than an a, a, uh, a stock. Asset. You're an asset or a stock to the corporation of America. That's insane. It's worse than that. Okay. It's wor- it gets worse. That's, you, a, that's just the big... That's the, that's the, the tip of the iceberg. That's it. So yeah. before we go into that, though, I, I remember reading that a person actually refers to corporation. You are, your, your birth certificate is a full title block, which means in the corporate law or corporate uh, entities, that is a corporate name. So when oh, you look person. at your birth certificate, it says Courtney in bold type because you are a corporation. But who, but who owns that corporation? According to corporate paperwork, yeah. they own you. But what if you said, I don't like that and I want to yeah. own myself? Well, they actually have a remedy for that. That's okay. why you see a lot of people walking around. They seem to have this, this uh, immunity to themselves. They just right. walk around and people die and they commit frauds. And, but they have, they have diplomatic immunity because they did the paperwork to take and take control okay. of their corporation. So okay. you do a corporate takeover of you as you being the real person and you're taking over the corporate entity of Courtney. Well, how do I do that? <laughs> well, there's an absolute process to this. Actually, yeah. most of it, it starts with a authenticated birth certificate. Yeah. So every state has an apostatize or authentication process. Mm-hmm. And you actually go and you say, I want, you order about three to five, depending on how many you want to get, three to five birth certificates from your state you were born in. Right. Then you receive them. You, you then go to the state and you look on their authenticated or apostatized. Mm-hmm. This is the thing. You go to okay. your state. Go to your state. You can pull it up. Apostatized or authenticated birth certificate. Okay. Now, why do you need that? If I'm traveling to a country that's a non-Hague, a non-extradition country that does not use passports, right. I have to use an authenticated birth certificate to travel to that country which means they're not scanning my, my passport. They're just looking to see if I'm a valid human, human. being. Yeah. So they, they do a brass rivet with this piece Checking of paper. Checking that, that you're st- not a cyborg. Kind of. <laughs> um, it's just basically paperwork. So yeah. if you look at everything as like a corporate paperwork process, right. and this is how it works. So you get an authenticated birth certificate. You get that from your state, and then you send it to the federal government, and you have them authenticate it and send it back to you. Okay. And that right there is the very per- first steps to taking control of you as the secured party to your creditor. Your creditor, the credit, is your corporation. And if you take control of that, then you have autonomy to it. They can't do anything to you. You own your stocks. You own your assets. And so when they try to give you a court case, or when they try to tax you, or they try to burden you with a criminal case, you you respond in saying, are you attacking my corporate entity? Uh Uh-huh. And how is it you have the ability to attack my corporate entity? When I own that corporation, you cannot attack it. And you find yourself in the same authority as mm-hmm. them. Yeah. They're a corporate entity that they own something and you own something. And so you guys are equal. But so where was the part where you took ownership? You said, Oh, that's the, the very beginning of it. We haven't got to oh. the ownership part. Oh. This is just you starting it. So then as you go through this, you have to go in and notify 
the Treasury in New York. You have okay. to notify the Treasury in Puerto Rico. Did you know there's a Treasury, a U.S. Treasury in Puerto Rico? Puerto Rico is not part of the United States. Right. But see, that way they can do nefarious things outside of the U.S. territories. Offshore. There. Uh, offshore banking? I thought that was illegal. <laughs> not if you're the Corporation of America, you're not. Ah, you hmm. see how that is? Good for me, but not for right. you. But as a corporate entity, you can do the same thing they're doing. And you deal with your fictitious the same way they want to deal with your fictitious. You control your fictitious now, and you take that away from me. You take that authority. Mm -hmm. I will control me, Courtney. I am right. in control. And so there's a process of registered mail. There's forms you fill out. There's some, there's some thumb stamps you put on. Mm -hmm. uh, there's some signatures. Some, uh, you have to get a couple things notarized. You send them in registered mail. I have gotten my stuff back from Janet Yellen. Janet Yellen has signed my stuff. It's absolutely real. Was Janet Yellen? Well, you think about what she's doing. Why is a Federal yeah. Reserve lady bothering yeah. to mess? Well, because this is all taking their control away from my corporate. So you, when you take control of yours, you will get those same signature cards back from your registered mail and the processes, and you will get it all back, and you will show that you own you. But it's all corporate paperwork. If you were to do a, if you wanted to buy a company, let's say you're going to yeah. buy a McDonald's today. Okay. You just walk in and say, hey, here's a couple bucks for McDonald's. You walk out with a title. No, there's corporate paperwork. There's yeah. contracts. There's things you have to nullify. There's things you have to go in agreement with. There's things that you take control of now, things you can take control of in the future. It's the same thing as you taking control of your corporation, you. And so there's a lot of paperwork and it does take time. Guys, I worked uh, I've worked on, I sent one of my cards in in December, okay? Okay. I just got it back two weeks ago. Wow. So they're not in a hurry to let you out. Like, I this is not going to, they would be. It's not, you, you think DMV takes a while to get your tags or your driver's license? You know, right. you're in there like, oh my God, I just want to be anywhere else on earth. Imagine if they don't want you out of that corporation, how long it takes. You think the DMV's right. bad? Imagine when they don't want you to get out. So they drag their heels with getting the process taken care of. Sure. So it does take time and it does take patience. Once you get through all those things, you'll find out that you'll start feeling more and more free and you'll see how nefarious this entire corporation is really set up and then how dirty it really is. When you find out that they have been trading you like nothing but chattel or cattle on the stock market, manipulating you, manipulating your value, you're going to feel real dirty. But then when you get your control back, oh, it's like a big old middle finger. Screw you guys. I got me. You do you. So what does that mean for, because you're worth, like a stock is worth a certain amount mm -hmm. on the stock market. So right. theoretically, they leverage against this value. Right. So what does that mean for that value and for your ownership of that value? Well, one of the things they don't want you to know is that you have the value of that money because then that means you're going to use that money. They're not going to use it. Right. Right? That's what I so think. first, they're not going to be real happy and they're going to kind of mess around with you. But what we've actually found in this process, and there's a lot of people who have gone through these brick walls and got bloody, you know, they didn't know what was going to happen first. But what you find out is they don't want you to have cash, yeah. but they don't mind you paying your bills with your stock. So you can pay for things like, your mortgage, like your car payment, like your utility bills, like your, you can actually go purchase a car and you can take your, 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 there's forms for this. You take to dealerships and some dealerships know how to do the paperwork and some don't. So you got to find out the ones that do and you take it in there and you say, when you get paid for this, let me know when I can pick my car up. 
And this is a process. There's people who've purchased buses, purchased homes, you know, the big, uh, the big, you know, entertainment buses and stuff. Yeah. There are people who've gone through this process, but it does take time. So it's right. not like you go down and swipe your credit card. Right. You have to go do paperwork, get the paperwork back, get this picked up. They got to be cooperative to be able to file with the government so they get the credit from the government. And the IRS handles most of this. The same, the same corporation that has no authority to tax you or right. garnish your wages. The only reason they allow for garnishment of wages or your bank account is because the bank doesn't know that they have no authority. The bank allows the authority for them to go in and take your money when in reality the IRS has no, no laws, rules, regulations that allows for them to tax you or take your money or imprison you. Wow, but they handle this. But when the people with the guns think that they're right, they'll reinforce them as opposed to standing up for you when you are actually right the whole time. This is all this is all gaslighting. Right. You've been told that the IRS is real. You've been told that there's America. You've not been told about the corporation. You've not been told that you have value. Right. So if I don't tell you that the key to your jail cell is underneath your pillow, then I get to be the pris- I get to be the prison keeper that keeps right. his job and you stand under my authority. One day when you find out that key's been under your pillow for the last 20 years and you've been sitting in that little four by eight for all those or however long, however big a jail cell is, right. you know, six by eight, you've been living the six by eight for 20 years. And then suddenly you reach over, what's this? And you pull out the key and you're like, mother, what is this? And you're like, what the? And then you just walk out and the jailer's like, you can't go anywhere. And you just keep walking, but he never stops you. That is exactly the same way as walking out of the matrix, walking out of the corporation of America as they have no authority over you because you are the authority. You are a living being, sovereign individual that's described in your constitution and in the corporate paperwork of America. Okay, I have a couple of questions. So the first, well, <laughs> That's it? Two? Yeah. All right. Well, uh, then the interview's well, over. Well, no. <laughs> I think I might have more, but two, two big ones right, right. now. Um, I guess the first one is where can you find this paperwork? Right. Yeah. So a lot of it had to do with people were stumbling over some corporate law things, and they started okay. finding out that there this paperwork exists. Now, I have several friends. I've got one guy that will even go all the way to the Bank of London and pull your birth certificate from the Bank of London in England and pull it out of their control. It's crazy that they have your birth certificate there. Remember in Harry Potter when the, he went to that place to get his little wand and they went to those yeah. little places with the drawers and like, oh, you're Harry Potter. Well, you come back here and get your... And they go and there's these guys on ladders and there's all these weird little boxes and hallways and rows and stuff. Yeah. Well, I kind of think of it in that way. Right, right. But in reality, that's pretty close to what's going on because you didn't know. And you didn't know that they had been storing that there as a way as an asset to control you and manipulate you. And they could then go out and go to Disneyland and keep swiping the credit card on your money and live in the high life while you were over here struggling on the hamster wheel of debt just to pay your bills. Yeah. So you can actually get access to this yep. stuff? Absolutely. And Absolutely. how would somebody go about doing that? Um, well, one thing we'd want to do, you want to contact me, thejimpriceshow.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You can go to uh, my website or my email, jimprice mm-hmm. at thejimpriceshow.com. Or get a hold of you because mm-hmm. by the time this really gets out, we're going to have you a lot more information. We're going to be plugging you into the system yeah. so that you can go in there and start working on that a little that. It's very diligent work that has yeah. to be done on paperwork. Right. If you don't like doing paperwork, this is going to suck. <laughs> if you're one of those people like, I bet paperwork, you're going to be in heaven. <laughs> 
And then when you send this off and it takes six months for it to get back, you're going to say, this sucks. I think even if you don't like paperwork, you really like being free. Maybe you'll like drudge through the And there is the fear that they have built into you that being without them, you will die. Being without them, you can't survive without the government pushing on you. Imagine how it would be if you weren't held down like a spring so tightly and so, so, so relentlessly. Like they never let you go. Imagine how it would be if you were free. That would be Ima- amazing. What would you be like? What would it be if you didn't have to think about taxes or right, so the red and blue lights question. behind you? Yeah. Or whether you paid your taxes or your property taxes or uh, whether when you get older, question. whether you, you're going to get kicked out of your home because you didn't pay the rent on your property to the government who has no authority over you. Right. So if you take your property and you out of the corporation and you just live, how free would that be? It would be amazing. So you, you sit around and you're like, this is mine, all mine. And nobody, no one on earth can take this from me. Yeah, that's that, that's what this whole country is supposed to be founded upon. It was. So okay, so this this is I want to. I'm glad you brought this up because the whole notion of property taxes is one right. of my pet peeves because yep. they sell you this lie that we own property. Right. But what happens if you default on your property taxes? Within three they, years, they will sell it and take kick you off of it with the sheriff. So that means you rent, you lease from the government. Right. You don't own it. There this you is, go. This pisses me off so much because it's a lie. Every asset in America is under leverage. It has been leveraged by. Uh, debt some way. That's how they've been right. able to borrow these trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars is because of us, the value of you. Courtney, you're so valuable that, you know, the pedo in chief has been able to be on vacation for an entire 365 days of his presidency already. He's taken an entire year off already. He was sitting on the beach. Uh-huh. And did you, did you get an invite while he was sitting there on the beach drinking? I did not. No, I wanted yeah. my time. But that was on your money. Well, As he sucks. sits there and, and does his little weird stuff and all that stuff and his dog keeps biting in the Secret Service people, <laughs> you're paying for that. Not only just with, quote-unquote, tax dollars, but with the value of you, right. you're paying for all this. I think that bothers me even more than the tax dollars. Right. So they've been touching you, and you didn't realize how intimately they were really touching you. Yeah. And well, not I intimately, have... like in a good way, like intimately, like in a... No, I felt touch. violated, though, yeah. so oh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I feel it. This is where the police report comes up, right? You're like, hey, I, the, the, the government <laughs> touched me in these bad places. Like, this is how, you know, I don't want this anymore. And it's I really to... personal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, not only Joe was smelling your hair. TSA yeah. people. He was smelling um, your hair, and, you know, it's all over you. Oh, it just no. never ends. Uh, yeah. See that I, smell? I think... that's, that's disappointment. That's what that is. <laughs> It smells like teen spirit. No, it smells like disappointment. Uh-oh. Well, so. it smells like fraud and invasion and violation. Yeah. And so, where did all this originate? Most of this is, I will give you back, and I'm going to go with this, and people will kind of push back on me on this, okay. but I'm, I've thought about this for, I've been working on this secure party creditor process yeah. for years. Okay. Now, I've heard of the other ones. And I'm not going to name any names, and sure. I'm not going to name the process, and I'm not going to go down there, and I'm not going to fight you for it. Right, right. You do you, sweetheart. You do you, boo. You know, you do your thing, and I'm going to do mine. And I don't want to get, I don't want to be arrested. So there's some other people that have been arrested and some things because they've gotten their little rubber stamp out and they said, I am this and they proclaimed they're this. But if you don't have the title to your corporation, you can't move in. Yeah, right. See how that works? So you got to make sure your title, your corporation, and those things are actually taken care of first. And then you can move in and say, I am the owner of me. And I haven't been able to do that yet. I'm still in that process because I'm still waiting. Okay, so when we had COVID, man, that slowed everything down. Um, I mean, I I watched my, because you could track your your registration, uh, the registered mail. I saw where it arrived in D.C. within like 
three days. Okay. And it sat at the post office for three months. No one went to pick it up, the signed card. And so until the government employee does their government damn job that right. I've asked them, I've paid them for right. to do the signing so I could get out of the corporation. I have to wait for that process. And like I said, you go do something and you wait for it back and you go do something and you wait for it back and you go do something and it just takes time yeah. and that's patience. And a lot of us, our Americans are three minute cheeseburger people, right? Yeah. We pull up in the drive-thru, we expect the cheeseburger to poof into existence. But if you <laughs> and your man went out and you want to do a barbecue, you'd be buying meat two days ago, getting the grill ready, cleaning the deck, you're doing this, getting that ready. And so much you know, and so, oh, but yeah, but it takes time yeah. at prepping. But when you pull up to the drive-thru at the Jesus Chicken, you're going to get you some Chick-fil-A. And they're like, here's your bag. And you're like, I didn't have my, uh, thank you. I wasn't ready for my food. It was so fast, right? right. Well, where did all that, where did that fried chicken come from, right? Yeah. It, it wasn't, they didn't just poof into existence. It takes time. But as Americans, we want things instantly. We want them fast. We want them quick. And it doesn't always happen that way. no. So if you were to go through this whole process, mm -hmm. what does that mean then for owning property, like owning a home, owning land? Would you still so have to you pay your taxes on that? So you then build the fictitious and you own it. Okay. So you are able to then say, no, my, so this, what I, I own me, and then this owns this. So this corporate, I own this corporation and this corporation owns this. So it's all corporate law. So you you've really got to pull yourself like back. Paperwork to say it's that. a little extra paperwork, but not okay. much. Once you actually get, okay, here's the thing. Do you want to own your property or do you want to do a little proper? Uh, do you want to own your property and pay taxes on it? Or do you want to do a little paperwork and own your property? No, no, I mean, that's clearly. There the, you uh, go. Yeah. 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 But I'm just, I just more just to draw it out for people listening. Yeah. I think they, do you, you would then, so you own you, the corporation, but then the corporation would then you wrap up. Yeah, so you create another corporation for your property or a trust. Okay. And so then that corporate trust that you have in your property, you, you then you have, you it put your vehicles put into, and yeah, all your own. It gets ownership. put into the corporation okay. of you. Yeah. You, yeah. the corporation. You're becoming a corporate lawyer now. I like this. Yeah, and when you find out it's literally some paperwork, you're going to be really mad. It's like, really? Oh, Why I do you guys I make me do it. all this? Well, you know when you okay, guys. You know when you've got the the DMV and you've done you got your insurance card and you got all the paperwork and you got all this and then and the guy go and the, you go up to the lady and she's like, dunk dunk dunk. Here's your plate. And you're like, well, you didn't even look at my paper. I know. I had all this paperwork and you was like, and that was all it was. Like, come on. And so a lot of it is just with the fact that you do the paperwork, right. not that the paperwork. The person who checks it really cares. Right. But the fact that it has to it's be just, on file, it has to be done so that when someone runs your name, when they pull right. Courtney over because she drives like 100 miles an hour through kids' zones all the time, you know, school zones and you know, ice cream trucks, you're just zipping by them, well, you know, and they pull you over and then they run Courtney's name. Uh-huh. It says, do not arrest, do not detain. Uh-huh. They take your driver's license back to you and say, you have a nice day because the, they, you can actually find them for every minute that they keep you next to the road. Really? Did you know that your own government owes you for every time that you hit a pothole? Did you know your government owns you every time you stop at a stoplight? Did you know your government owns you owes you any time that you have commerce slowed down? Your roadways are meant for commerce. They're not meant for them to speeding ticket or limit you with right. speed limits or, or stop signs. Yeah. There actually is laws on the book says that they owe you damages if you are restricted in your traffic flow. Where could we find those, those laws? Oh, each state's a little different, but it's out Okay. Wow. So, well, I, I think most people, I think most of my audience has probably heard this, but I detest 
traffic laws, I think they are fundamentally unconstitutional. Absolutely. They are like so alien. The Supreme to Court our... has already ruled on this that you have the freedom to move about the country without yes. registration, licensure, or restriction. Well, and I also think so. Theoretically, they claim that it's about safety, but it makes things so much more unsafe. Like, wait, wait. I was supposed to get a government chemical my arm for safety. A government what? I had to get that government chemical my arm for safety too. Oh, yeah, this is See, a good point. See, the word you use was. Safety. Safety. Why yeah. do we why do we go through the exact same process in TSA as it takes to go into county jail to get on an airplane? Safety. Safety supposedly. Well, why do we have police officers? Safety. If I got a gun on me, I don't need a police officer to show up. I need a coroner to show up. Yes. yes. Problem solved, right? Just we're right. gonna move on from there. So if yeah. I have, if I protect myself and understand individual freedoms and individual liberties, and I have to take care of myself, and I am discerning to myself, yeah. then that means I take my safety into my own hands. Mm -hmm. Where everybody else wants someone else to keep them safe, right. so they give away their rights to someone yeah. else. They so if I can take myself out of the corporation, then I take control of me, and I don't need their junk. I don't need their public school. I don't need their taxes. Right. I don't need their fire department. And you're responsible for you. That's okay. Yeah. No. Honestly, what does a fire department do a lot of times? Yes, there are times that there is rescues involved, but a lot of times they'll spray water from the street on the building as they watch it burn to the ground. I, I know, I know. It's tragic. So, and I understand those guys are risking their life and they're doing a lot of great things, and I get it. I'm not, yeah. not, dis, not disclose, I'm not dis, discrediting what effort they put into the saving of lives and those sure. things. But the, when it comes to the structure, yeah. they don't care. Mm -hmm. I've actually, because as a, being a, I had my contractor's license in 1999. I was 29 years old. And I have gone into a lot of fire jobs. And the first thing you usually have to do in a house with a basement mm -hmm. is pump all the water out of the basement because they literally just fill the entire basement yeah, up with water. water. And that's what usually is the thing that you clean up in fire damage. It's not just the smoke, but all the, the water, water damage that has gone into there. And that's awful. And that's a lot of times it's uh, irreversible because Absolutely. it creates mold. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And then molds in everything we have. And we've been told that black mold is actually dangerous. But in reality, anytime you have no light and no moving air, black mold exists. So black mold is in everything. And also gypsum has black mold naturally in it. So as soon as you get the sheetrock wet and you have paper there, which is a food source for the mold, what's going to grow? Mold. Oh, but what's the first thing that they do? See, you see the cycle of things? It's always about job security, job creation. Now we yeah. got to get rid of the sheetrock. We've got to have mold and, and all of mold. You get rid of mold with a 50-50 bleach water mix. Right, right. You don't need to. You don't have to do mediation in your house. It's not all that. Asbestos again is the same way. It's all about government lies. But remember, they're here to protect you. Yes, I've been told. Yeah, yeah. No, it's good somehow stuff. they seem to hurt me repeatedly. Do but they? Their, they their do. love hurts you. Is that I, what you're saying? The government's love when they hold you so tight. It's a little confusing it, it, it because binds they keep you telling, and restrict yeah, you. Yeah, they huh. stifle me, but they yeah. keep telling me they're here. So to you don't have me. freedom of the body or, or liberty of the mind, is what oh. you're saying? Yeah, huh. it's really. But I thought in our Constitution and in our Declaration of Independence talks about freedoms and liberties. It does. Yes, it's a little mm. confusing. So they're breaking the contract with us. So they that they're are. actually in, they're in a, um, they're wanting to void their contract with me because they're in contract violation by not allowing my freedoms and liberties. Yeah. Well, wouldn't that be corporate law? And wouldn't that be say when you restrict me, I get to take my take money from you because you're taking my time for me? Yeah. Because my value and my time so on. So would this anybody earth? actually win that? Can they get Absolutely. money back? Absolutely. But nobody, CNN and is not going to put it on headline news for you. Well, I'm aware. Why? Because that would be them telling on the corporation that pays them to exist. Right, right. You don't bite the hand that feeds you. Oh, <laughs> but, imagine that. <laughs> but the people have gotten money back. That's Absolutely. It. So there's. Absolutely.
There's, there's but here's the thing. What, what, here's, here's what the difference is. When you start becoming, uh, guys, listen, I, I don't want you to think about this as like, my ticket to ride, I'm going to be, uh, you know, pew, 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 pew. <laughs> That's not what it is. What you'll find, and this is a process even in my own heart where I had to think about things differently. Yeah. As I saw myself becoming more and more detached from the corporation of America and saw my, my freedoms starting to edge in my way, Yes, initially I thought, you know what? I'm gonna, well, I'll teach him a lesson. I'm gonna be a free man, man. I'm gonna be that guy. And I'm like, but what happened was, is I felt the pressure coming off of me from the Corporation of America. And I saw that freedom coming. Who I was changed. Mm-hmm. Because now I'm not being held down and I'm having to fight for every single breath through the, the, the crushing debt that they have put us into. Right. I don't have to think that way. I'm now free. Right. And you know what? Freedom is a lot worth more to me yeah. than the vengeance that I feel for them. For sure. So if I just pull myself back a little bit and go, you know what? I'm free. You guys go play your little game over there, you little stupid little boy. Go over there, be your thing. And I'm going to come over here and I'm going to be amazing and free. And yeah. I don't need to ask you for permission to do anything I want to because God-given enable yeah. rights as God gave me rights that cannot be given or taken away. And the government is limited by the Constitution. He is limited by God. And I am not because I do not limit myself because my God is limitless. Right. And my power lies within myself. The Constitution says we the people. Yes, my Constitution does. limits the government and the things that I want to do about my body, my freedom of my body, the liberty of my mind. So yeah. when you think about this, why we would do this, if you're not doing this, then you're not for God and country first. Because God and country is what this, this whole thing was about. Yeah. Freedoms and liberties, knowing that my God is where my authority comes from. God is where my freedom comes from, not from a man. Right. Why would right. I ever ask permission from an entity when I know that God is in control? Right. And wouldn't that be a sin to disobey God and having freedoms and liberties, but to put myself in subjugation under a government? Absolutely. So wouldn't that actually be considered a sin? It would if that's a, yeah. If you, you, if you were you, subjugating yourself to a man instead of subjugating yourself to a God, to your sure, God. Right. If subjugating yourself to a man, isn't that idolatry? That's you're putting him as an idol above yeah, God, exactly. right? He, he is the one you bend the knee to. Right. Or should you bend your knee to God and stand to man? Right. See the difference yeah. of value? So if you're not doing this, then are you truly as patriotic and as God-centered as you really believe you are? Right. Yeah, that's, that's a really great question. Just ask so, yourself that. If you don't like, if you don't like my question, then don't, don't contact me. Don't t- contact Courtney. Because <laughs> we don't want to hear about your slaverhood, you know, slavery that you live in, right? Right. Go be a slave. I'm going to go be complain. free. I'm going to go be free. I'll yeah. come see you in your cage. Enjoy your time. I mean, good stuff. So what does this mean for... So we have a system, right? There's yeah. most Corporate people. Corporate law system. Yes. Right? And people live in the system. They've become very accustomed to. So I think the thing that. They've normalized think, the behavior of being in prison. So the only thing they know is prison. Exactly. So, so remember in Shawshank Redemption when they said that sometimes these walls, they start to be, they start to, start to protect you. They start to be comforting. Yeah, right. You're like, well, it's institutionalized. Yeah. We are institutionalized. We've been in this institution for so long. If I told you that you don't need the Corporation of America, first thing people usually do is go, no, 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 no. I need the Corporation of America. I can't imagine not having a fire department and a police department. What do you mean? Not only that, though, I think people worry about like, how are they going to get paid? How are they going to get like Remember the movie Matrix? Matrix? Yeah, yeah. So remember when they would plug back in? Yes. To go into the Matrix and deal with the Matrix and they would unplug and they go be free? Right. And then they plug back in? 
that's a lot of what you're going to have to do with the corporate law entity is that when you're dealing with them, you understand you're dealing in corporate law. When you're right. dealing with yourself, you're just free. You're just free. Right. You're just free. That's all you are. It's mm -hmm. free. Yeah. I, so I, I get it. I get it. But I still. But it hurts. It hurts. It hurts. You're, well, uh, you're rewriting think, your mental history because your also, mental history says that this is how it should be. I, right. No, I get that. But I, I, I'm more uh, asking about the logistics of like day-to-day -day function. I think people are, especially right. when they talk about like if they were to do this to their children, people immediately say, well, then your children can't be part of the system. They can't get a job. They can't get health insurance. They can't. So there are ways to do W, uh, there are ways to do 1099s. There are right. ways to work around the corporation of America to, for your child or you to work and get money. Okay. To own a bank account. You could okay. own a bank account, but yet you you own a bank account, but it's not, it's your fictitious that owns it, not you. Right. They okay. Can, and so if anything goes wrong with the bank account, or well, you have a problem with my corporation? Right. Oh, okay. Well, let me know what my the problem with my corporation is, because you don't have a problem with me. I own me, and I own that corporation, but you, I'm not liable to you for that corporation. See, I own it. Right. You don't own it. So there's a, there's, you've got to really, it's, it's a whole new way of thinking about life and how you own what you own. Right. Well, it's actually not that different than owning business. It's just that now the business is a, you, the entity that owns you. You're, the business is who? Courtney. Right. I own Courtney.com or whatever right, it is. Right. I don't know what you're not, but, but you know. CourtneyTurner.com. Courtney, yeah. So Courtney Turner. But see, this is, this is describing you as an individual because this is lowercase lettering. Right. But in reality, you are a corporate capital letter. Right. So you should be looking at this as CourtneyTurner.com as the corporation because you don't own you yet. Right. And But yet you're, descri you're describing you as an individual, but in reality, you're a corporation. Right. So it'll come to you. It takes, this is a, this is religion. It is, yeah. So when I say religion, it's not that you're going to go worship anything, but it's, you're changing your everything, your beliefs and how yeah. you thought the world operated. My analogy to this is, is that the one day you turn 18 uh -huh. and you walk out the front door and you introduce yourself to people around your neighborhood and they ask you, they start talking about something and they're like, well, you know, do you, have, do you believe in God? And like, oh yeah, the chair in the kitchen. They're like, what? No, do you believe in God? Oh yeah, the chair in the kitchen, that's God. And they're like, what are you talking about? So for me, I look at Corporation of America as this entity that's over there, and I look at me as differently. For you, mm -hmm. you know, you're over here going, no, the ch the ch chair's God. I'm like, no, no, Courtney, listen, uh, no, the, the ch that chair's not God. You're like, no, no, really, my entire life, I know that that chair's God. My mommy and daddy told me that chair's God, and mommy and daddy never lied to me. <laughs> well, who lied to mommy and daddy? Right. And how do you change that? And it takes time to rewrite your mental history to get you to understand that you've been screwed off in ways that really, like you said earlier, it's, that's very touchy. Yeah. Very Joey, you know, the pedo in chief touching you where you don't want to be touched. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's awful. And so imagine yeah, you could take your kids and have home births and uh, and not put them under social security number. But what under happens if you were to need, like, what happens what do you if need? you... What do you well, need? Well, no, no. Let's say you have a, a health crisis or you can't do a home birth because you need a, right. an emergency. And so you go in or... and you say, you give them the name that you want to give them. Uh-huh. Okay. See, the thing is, guys, honestly, how many times did you give over your name honestly and your information honestly when in reality they have no idea who you really are? Yeah. All the time. 
So if you work, start working in a way that you're not giving that information over, and then when you do, you give them your corporate paperwork as uh -huh. opposed to you as the individual. Right. So again, it's always this one step removed. You are separating yourself from your corporation. Right. And you're taking control of it. You're becoming the creditor. You're becoming the banker. You own you. So I could lend to me. That's what you pay your mortgage with, your utility bills with. You go out and buy a house, car with, and all that. You're, you, you go out and buy things with your money that's on your bond. So you could take credit against you, your corporation. Yeah, you take your credit. You are the creditor. You, right. own, you are the bank. So if you're the bank and there's a billion dollars in Courtney Turner's bank that, that Courtney Turner owns, right. well, whose money is it? It should be Courtney Turner's. Right. So you turn in the paperwork to get Courtney Turner to pay your Courtney Turner bills. And then is there a way to find the value of that so you know Absolutely. where? Absolutely. And it will make you nuts. It will make you nuts. When you go and you go pull up your bond numbers. Yeah. And you find out how much you're really worth. You're going to be wondering why you do any of this at all. Like well, why you, you know, weren't doing this for, well, they won't tell you this because they don't want you to know your value. No. But you know where my head goes with this? That's just so, I mean, this is all the logistics, all of it, and I think it's really important, but the lie that they sell you, I think, I, I could be wrong on this, but it's part of why it's so important for them to push narratives like abortion, um, because they need to push things that devalue life, right. because they don't want you to know how valuable right. you are, and not just in a, you know, as a, you know, creation. Did you know that every issue a, in the court systems is a bondable issue that the judge actually makes money off of every judgment that he gives you? Okay. That's actually maritime corporate law. Right, That's where right. it actually really started. It was we go in the court of administration, not the court of record. Right. So if you see some of the old school movies, uh, country or the country, the Western movies where you see the judge just sitting in a suit and he's just sitting there and he's just listening. It's kind of like in a, in a, in the church or something like that. It's or right. it's at the bar. Well, that's a court of record. Right. The court administration, the maritime law, where the black robe judges, the, listen to me, the bar associated judge yeah. that's working with the bar associated prosecutor, that's working with the bar associated defendant, the defense attorney. Right. What was, what does bar stand for? British accredited register. Right. The black robes is, is a, is a, is showing reverence to the Bank of London. Because remember, they wore the white wigs and the, and the black robes. After 1871, judges put on black robes because that's the court of administration, the maritime law, as opposed to the court of record, which was prior. Wow. So the black robe judges was proving my point that we are living in a corporate America. I didn't know that about the black robes. That's why that signifies. It's actually a reverence back to the Bank of London, the, the, those court systems that came out of England, 1871, when wow. they took over our finances. Wow. That's, that's kind of mind-blowing. That's the bingo moment, right? Yeah. Right there in front of you. British accredited register. So how would you ever find justice from a judge who's a British accredited registered judge wearing a black robe to, say, to signify back to London that he is re showing reverence to them? How do you get justice from a prosecutor that's a bar-associated prosecutor? How do you even, uh, you know, comply with uh, American principles when... You you're, don't. You're That's why when you go to court, you feel like you're getting screwed over. Yeah. You feel like you never get justice. Yeah, because they're not representing, it's not an American judge. Thank you. You just answered it all right yourself. You literally got there your own, 
on your own. That's literally what this is about. It's most of it was a really about controlling the people, but the biggest part behind it was again the money. Right. They like to control the people and manipulating the people, gaslighting sure. them to believe that they're free, but not really. But then here comes the blue and lights behind you and pull over and give you a little extra taxation because you drove too fast. Drives me bonkers. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it's it, cause they they cause so many accidents. It's actually so much more unsafe. Right. Absolutely. I, I told this story recently, but. Uh, it was about two weeks ago. There was a cop who was parked on the side of the road. Right. And he, like, darts out, doesn't look, was literally about to run me over. Yeah. I have to, quote, unquote, break the law so I could speed to get ahead of the guy, the car in the next lane. Because mm -hmm. otherwise, I'm going to get run over from one of them. Right. And right. we're going to get into a wreck. And then not only is my life in danger, but now I've got two other people's lives in danger. Absolutely. And yet, I'm sitting there shaking in fear. Oh, my goodness. I went right. above the speed limit right next to a cop. Right. But he nearly ran me off the road. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. So what? then there should have been a penalty for him for actually causing that adverse action to you. Right. And in reality, if you owned yourself, you could have fined him. Yeah. Because he infracted you. Yeah. He impeded you. He made your corporation suffer. He did. Right. All so that stress. I went into fight or flight. But when you get into the freedom side of it, you find yeah. yourself, you're like, you know what? I'll let it go. You're, you're a douche anyway, so see you, buddy. You yeah, know? Totally. And the sad part of it is, is that's where you find a lot of these low-level people that do not, do not understand their, what they should or should not be doing. Remember, they have a constitution to protect the, the – they, they have an oath of office to protect the constitution. The constitution says it limits the government, but that's not how they practice it. Mm -hmm. They practice that you're limited. Right. Not them. Yep. And it's because that's a misinterpretation of the Constitution. It allows them to usurp our authorities, which is we are the authority. They're not. Right. And they got us to, that's how they got us. They reversed everything. So this is interesting when you think about, uh, like, like the judges, for instance, and being beholden to the Bank of London, right. really a British corporation, essentially. Right. Um, I think a lot of people think about, oh, we've never really been free from the right. crown. Uh, but it sounds like that's actually... It might sound like semantics, but I think it's an important distinction. For a it's long not, time, we were free from the crown, yeah, but the but corporate it's not 1871. Really the, right, but it's, I don't even think, though, here's where the semantic uh, issue is, because it's not so much that we're now back under the crown. We're back, uh, we're, we've been put under this umbrella corporation. Right. Yep, and that's, that's not law. quite the same thing. The crown may be involved in this corporation, right. but it's not that we're under British rule. Right. We're under the umbrella of a corporation, corporation. that yeah. has uh, British, British ties and right. British banking yep. locus. So let me give you the, the very beginning of a lot of this, and this is where we can kind of draw a correlation. I know that I was going to mention this earlier, that I don't. a lot of people may not agree with what I'm saying here, but kind of listen, hear me out. Back in the 1300s, we had Knights Templars, which used to loan right. money to all the crowns. Yeah. But they would take the proceeds of those, those monies and give to the poor and the elderly, yeah. which then pissed off the crown because the crown was not, did not have the authority over everybody, especially those that needed him. Right. So because the, the Knights Templars were taking care of him. So he was, they were taking his money, his uh -huh. interest money, and then helping them, which pissed him off. Well, France was a big party girl. He, he loved to party like White Claw and all that stuff. Big, you know, big Friday night. Well, his birthday was coming up. She's so like, I got to have a big birthday bash. Okay. Well, he went to the nice temple and said, hey, I need some more money because I want to, you know, I want to, I want to get down, right? I want to yeah. do this thing. And they're like, yeah, you know, you got a lot of money out right now. There's some, you just need to pump the brakes, pay us back a little bit and we'll get back to you. Okay. Well, he threw a little baby fit, fell on the ground and the bishop, the Catholic bishop at the time saw what was going on. 
And he created the conspiracy that actually created the relationship, the direct relationship between the crowns and the Vatican at the time. So all the kings at the time and the Vatican said, if we kill our debtors, we have no debt. So the edict went out that on the Friday, the thir- October 13th, that they would go out and execute all Knights Templars on site without question, without trial, so they could kill their debtors. And that's why Delomay was actually taken back and executed, drawn and quartered with his intestines drawn out and, and ripped apart by horses as an example of you will never have authority over the crown or the, the bishops again or over the Catholic Church. And so the relationship between the Catholic Church and the crowns why does the Catholic Church put the crown on the king if the God ordains the king to be over the people? Right. Because they have the relationship between each other. Just like in the King James Version, give unto Caesars what is Caesars. And also we put in there 10% for tithe. Well, make sure and pay your taxes and give some to the church, you dummies. See how we manipulated even when we're going into our scriptures. And if you go back to the Dead Sea Scrolls, it doesn't refer to taxation. In fact, what did, what did Jesus show when he rolled the tables at the Pharisees? That that was not what we do. That's not how we treat. That's not, we're, not, we're not giving money as a way of penance in front of others to lift ourselves up, right. but actually to give to God what is we sacrifice to him because we want better for the world around us, not because we owe it to them. Right. So we have to be careful that even though our Bibles can be manipulated, we know that history has been manipulated. We know there's other things out there, the Sumerian tablets and other things like that. But how about I tell you at your age, uh-huh. and you're what, 21, 22, you're yeah. kind of a young girl. Um, she, Forever. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but your entire life, you thought you lived in a free and fair America, that there was no corporation that held you as, a, as an asset. Well, no, I, I had some awareness of that, but maybe not when I was 21. But, right. Yeah. You see what I'm saying, though? So that, that, the few the years that I remained 21, I started to Oh, yeah. So that. now that yeah. you're recycling 21? So yeah, you're, yeah. you're an environmentalist. You like recycling. I so do. That's good. Yeah, I care go. about the environment. Yeah, sure you don't. Uh, it's like, <laughs> anyway. But that's yeah. what we do. So the idea that there's something. when was the Knights of Templar? When was that was in, uh, it was like 13 And when was the merge between uh, the crowns? And I the, really believe that it happened right at the Knights Templar. So it was 1903 or 1906. Or, I'm sorry, not 19. 13. 1303 or 1306, somewhere in there. The early 1300s. You can put in Knights Templar. Yeah. I'll put in Knights Templar, Friday the 13th, and there is tons of information. And it's. Wow. It's yeah. really kind of icky when you get into that, too, because you see that they Friday killed the their death. Ah, no, see, bing, you see, can you catch it? Friday the 13th became the baddest, the, this worst day in our history because they executed all those people for that day. That's where Friday the 13th comes from. Wow. Yeah, and we live that today. We still live in fear of Friday the 13th when in reality it was actually killing their debtors that used to help the poor and the needy among us. Well, then we should kind of live in fear because they, they were hoping. Since then, the relationship between the two, the two men saw yeah. between the crown and the, and the church. These were people who were helping the people in need. And yeah. And they killed them because they were in debt to them, because they didn't know how to control their money, because they weren't good stewards with their, their cash. And they right. went out and, you know, bought too much White Claw and partied in the weekends. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. Wow. So, so the moral of the story is? Be discerning in your heart. Make sure that you have your heart in the right place. One of the things I say on my show, your future is a reflection of your heart now. Make sure your heart's in the right place every single day, being better than you were the day before. That's what the answer to this is. You guys have always been the key and the power lies in you. And I'll tell you at the end of the day, you've only limited yourself. Never, ever think of yourself as 
having to bow down to anybody. Understand your authority comes from God, not from a fellow man. And when you live in that authority, when you walk in that authority, no one can hold you back and no one can limit you. Oh, I love that. That's beautiful. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. Well, tell everybody where they can find you, find your show, yeah. and uh, get in touch if they want to learn more about that. So it's Jim Price, uh, thejimpriceshow.com. If you guys uh, look on Twitter, on CloudHub, on Facebook, no YouTube, uh, DLive Twitch, uh, iTunes, Spotify, uh, Roku channels as well. I'm out there. I'm on American Media Periscope as well. I'm on there. And uh, so, guys, if you have any questions or comments, Jim Price at thejimpriceshow.com. Email me. I'll answer as many questions. If you think I'm crazy, let me know that too. I don't mind. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so hey, much. you bet. Thank you, Courtney, for having me on. Thank you for watching. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.